This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by WordStream, online advertising made easy. Look, it is so easy to waste time and money with online advertising. That's why you need tools like WordStream. Check it out at wordstream.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Sergio Alcocer. He, uh, for many years, about a decade and a half, uh, ran the advertising and cultural branding agency known as LatinWorks, which specializes in the multicultural and Hispanic markets. A couple of years ago, he started his own organization called RestoftheWorld.agency. So, Sergio, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, John. Pleasure being here. So we scheduled this, or I think your agency scheduled this a couple of weeks ago, and um, I think uh, we are, you and I were recording this uh, June 1st of 2020. Um, I think I would be remiss if I uh, did not uh, acknowledge kind of what's going on in the world right now, and, and, and maybe the fact that, that what is going on in the United States, at least, uh, sort of highlights a little bit of the cultural disparity that I think, I think that your agency is all about working on. Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, it is as you as you said. The Monday, the Monday after an intense week in the in the country, with the protests uh, about the the George Floyd uh, murder, yeah. uh, and it's an interesting time, of course, to reflect about about culture in America. Uh, as you know, and as you mentioned, uh, I have devoted the last twenty years of my career. Uh, to multicultural marketing, primarily uh, the Hispanic marketing. Uh, Hispanics, as you know, are, are, uh, are uh, come from from a last few years uh, of an intense campaign, also where 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 you can feel the heat of racism. Yeah. Of course, the African American community has been suffering about about the backlash of racism for for. For over a century and centuries, uh, so I'm not trying to compare both. However, as a as a person in, of color and as a person that understands the struggles of, of people of color, I think that that this is a moment to reflect on 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 these cultural disparities, as you, yeah. as you mentioned, and, and and also as a professional in the marketing industry, uh, question myself is particularly interested in multicultural marketing. It's it's an important moment to also question. Um, what can we do better? How can we guide our clients and corporate America in, in doing it better? It's not an easy task, but it's one that we that we are are pushed more than ever to take uh, to take into into account. So so often when um, when this kind of thing you know is is right in front of our face. I mean it it it's there all the time. Um, this disparity, but now it's sort of brought to the forefront. Do, are you finding that that, you know, quite often what happens is is companies go, gosh, darn it, you're right. We should do a better job uh, of that. And there's this kind of flurry of activity um, that, that may or may not last. You know, how does somebody actually, uh, how, how does a company, and I'm sure you get contacted by companies saying, hey, we need to do better. How do we start? I mean, how does a company actually embrace a much more, diverse approach, you know, to marketing, uh, you know, building an organization, um, you know, without it just being, a, uh, you know, almost tokenism in some ways. 
Absolutely. It's, of course, a million dollar question. I, 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 I can only add my, my thoughts and expertise into a larger, into a larger conversation. Uh, I think that there's, there's, um, actually there's a lot of, of attempts that are, that are about diversity, but not understanding really what the difference is between diversity yeah. and inclusion. So it's not just about seeing people about having representation of minorities right. in a company. It's not just about hiring uh, people of color or more women into the company. It's about ensuring that we are promoting them. But even more, more importantly, it's about ensuring that we are listening to them. And, and I think that that is where we are failing. Uh, I think that there's, 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 you know, this, this, um, the, the Black Lives Movement is not new. Uh, it's sad that it continues because that means that nothing has been addressed. But in the very recent history, uh, we can go back to 2012, I believe, when when uh, when Trevor was murdered in in, uh, in Florida, I believe, uh, and then Ferguson and and, and and New York and Brooklyn, etc. So so. At that moment, there was a lot of, of reaction from companies on promoting African-Americans to, to, to diversity and inclusion departments and the creation in large companies of, 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 of departments that are called diversity and inclusion that are led by people of color, but that really sit almost in a, in a, parallel, in a parallel place to the organizational structure. Uh, there's a lot of hardworking people trying to do strides in those companies, but I, but but I think that rather than creating a department called diversity and inclusion, we need to create a culture that is yeah. that is inclusive, uh, and that is that is proven to 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 be to be uh, a tough a tough challenge. So I think that that is important. The representation, a real representation with a real voice at the table, and I think that protests. Protest like the one that we're living now may may ensure that, and then on the other hand is how and what do companies and brands need to do on on on, on the streets, and what do they need to do when they relate to to their to their customers and and the communities that they make business uh, at, right? I think that that is the most important thing. Uh, I've been, I've been thinking and, and dedicating a lot of time with my new company about trying to get closer to what we call social impact for diversity for minority communities in the United States, which is trying to get closer to companies and promote programs that really impact uh, minority societies in the minority communities in the United States. And one of the, the, the main obstacles that we hit is that when you start investing in the community, there's not an immediate ROI, right? And, and, and I think that that is one of the things that we need to question. Because the idea of the ROI, it's a one-way street. It implies, if you take it literally, it implies that we're going to invest as a company, as, a, as corporate America, we're going to invest in this community depending on what, what we get back from them, right? Right, right. And that is that is absolutely the wrong approach. I understand that the purpose of companies is profit, 
and we want the, the, the companies to have profit, but wouldn't it be a, a more safe way, especially nowadays, to acquire profit than taking into consideration that that ROI conversation is very one-sided and that what we need to think is not only what we get from the communities, but what we can offer to those communities and how can we evolve the ROI concept. Now, this is interesting also because as you know, the tenure of, of uh, CMOs and CEOs, you may know it better than me, but I heard this two years, two years and a half of tenure of these decision makers that basically have a very small period of time for them to, rep- to, to, get, to get profit and results. Sure. That is, a, again, another obstacle on investing on minority communities because you don't have an immediate result when you start investing in this community. Sometimes you need to start working now in order to see the results, the positive results, five, seven years from now, and your tenure it's, it's, doesn't have time to work, <laughs> right? So, so we need to break that cycle and we need to break that trap. We need to know that investing today it's going to help us generate stronger results in the future and believing that believing yeah. that is is what we're missing yeah and i think i think the challenge for a lot of companies is i mean the very act of improving your community may not have anything to do with your products or services uh, i mean directly and i think that's that's the challenge as you point out for a lot of companies isn't it Yes, absolutely. But but we need to think also of the communities where we do business, not only from the point of view of who's going to buy us, but who's working for, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's our workforce? Uh, how do we how do we treat those employees of color inside of the community inside of the company? What avenues for for advancement are we really offering them? And how are we contributing to these areas in which we are also doing business? Well, look at the amount of of big retail and big companies that are making making uh, a real estate presence, brick and mortar places in in neighborhoods that are either. Latino or African American, and that not necessarily are impacting that neighborhood as well as they could. Uh, so, so I think it is a, it is a, it is a, a very well-rounded uh, answer that that has been missed. Online advertising has become an essential part of the puzzle today, but it's tough. It's changing every day. It's hard. It's easy to waste time and money trying to figure out how to get it right. That's why you need some tools in your corner. I love a tool called WordStream. You can get consulting as well as a tool to, to, to shave tons of time off to have reporting done for you. If you're an agency, then you've got that problem times 10. You need these tools to help you manage. You need the tools that WordStream offers to help you attract even more clients. If you want to benchmark your Google Ads account, right now they've even got a free tool for that. And they've got a great growth academy that's free as well. Check it out at wordstream.com. Online advertising made easy. That sounds nice, doesn't it? <coughs> Let's talk a little bit about the uh, w- what we might call hyper-local business. You know, that that... I think a lot of attention gets played to, you know, the big brands that have social responsibilities and commitments to do, you know, give back to their communities. But, you know, ultimately, a hyper local business really does live and 
die based on, you know, what's going on maybe in a 10 block area um, around them. So, you know, what, what role does this idea of, of uh, multicultural, you know, marketing or inclusion, you know, play for that kind of hyper local business? I think it's very. I think it's a very interesting point, and thank you for thank you for bringing the conversation not only into the big brands that then you become a little metaphorical and abstract, right? Right, right, right. It, but but one thing that uh, one thing that uh, that I think we can see is that in those micro, in those local neighborhoods, there's a lot of owner of 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 uh, minority ownership of business, and I'm talking, for example, at neighborhoods in which you have your your vast Latino uh, population, and then you have your bodega, you have your small Latino-owned businesses, you have a much more stronger relationship with the community. You can create a much more sense of community from that point of view. But those are the first businesses that get affected whenever there's there's a little shake of instability, right? One wonder... Because, of course, we have not talked about the pandemic, which is very bizarre that we move from a pandemic to this sad and, 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 uh, and needed but, but, but difficult time of riots in just one week. But when you think about the pandemic and the amount of businesses that may, may have a hard time opening back again in those local communities... Uh, what is going to happen to those communities when those businesses, many of them, were not going to be able to come back? I think that exactly right. That's going to affect the entire the entire local ecosystem. Uh, and then the question is, what do bigger companies can do to help them rise again and and, and continue the service that they are giving in the neighborhood? So. Let's talk a little bit about the workplace itself, because I think when we when we think in terms of, of you know, a branding agency, you know, we think of necessarily kind of the, the, the marketing, you know, the public face. But does, you know, I think every, I think every company, I don't care you know what their approach is. I mean, the 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 brand is actually in many ways determined by, you know, how people think about the company, how they interact with the company, how they engage with the company. And so um, how does this role or how does this idea of a multicultural um, workplace, you know, play as strong a role as, say, just the multicultural marketing? And what do you mean by multicultural workplace? Well, I'm sorry, a more diverse, I mean, intentionally building a more diverse workforce, for example. Well, I think that what that what that does is, Again, not only to have the representation, but assuming that this is done right, in which the representation also trans- translates into into a voice, right? Yes. I think that bringing bringing diverse people that represent diverse communities is going to enrich your output of ideas. It's going to enrich the way that you look at the world. It's going to stay more attuned with what's really happening in society. And it's going to give you a different, a, a number of different points of view to inform whatever decision you make. That can be either a corporate decision, it can be a launch of a new product or whatever, right? The, the, interesting, the interesting thing for me is that this, the idea of, of, of these voices integrated into this community at work, into this corporate work or this workplace, what it's going to do is to bridge the gap between marketing and society, which I believe they not always are talking about the same things at the same time. Marketing and society, and this is an interesting characteristic of the United States 
marketing industry, marketing and society run in parallel paths. They are not always connecting, particularly in the multicultural space. Let me give you let me give you an example. Uh, when you when you look about uh, the situation of Hispanics in the United States, for example, in 2016 during the presidential election in which then candidate Trump uh, talked a lot about the criminalization of of Hispanics, illegals, building the wall, etc. All those things that by now sound ancient, but that truly affected that truly affected the perception of others of the Hispanic community, right? Sure. While those things were happening and Hispanics in Hispanic media were looking how families were uh, separated a couple of years later, how uh, kids were were separated from their parents, put in cages in the border, etc. All those things that are very political and ma- the marketing industry do not want to and may not be the role to be political. However, the Hispanic the Hispanic community is watching that in the news. And uh, let's talk about the TV news, right? And then suddenly comes the commercials. And everybody in the commercials is Hispanics that are happy, they are dancing salsa. They are going to Walmart with all their family. While in real life, at Walmart, there's raids, right? Like, I'm not talking about you need to change your marketing campaigns to reflect that tough reality, but understanding the context in which people in real life interact with your brands it's going to help you create marketing communications that are much more attuned with reality and that are going to be more empathetic. So having diverse voices that really have, that truly really have the pulse of the streets in the company is going to help you create more empathic and more realistic mar- and effective at the end marketing campaigns. So you mentioned the word political. I mean, what what... In your view, this is an opinion question. <laughs> um, in, in in your view, you know what role does a a majority company need to shoulder? I mean, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of looking away. There's a lot of you know, hey, we're you know, we're just going to go do our own thing here. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to be political. But you know, in some ways, uh, there are companies that I believe can make a difference uh, by making a statement. But you know, what, what role do you think those companies have in, you know, in trying to affect change? I think it's a difficult question. And first of all, I understand that companies do not have the responsibility of fixing the political, right? Yeah. So I understand that you, that you dedicate yourself to what you know best. However, you need to have a point of view. Uh, we come from a tradition of marketing uh, of 50 years in which companies try to talk to everybody, mm-hmm. and 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 they and they don't wanna don't wanna hurt anybody, hurt the possibility of doing business with anybody, right? So you stay vanilla in the middle because you don't wanna offend neither the progressives nor the conservatives and nobody. So you end up paralyzed doing nothing. I think that is that is that is the past. You need to have a point of view. Your point of view doesn't necessarily need to be an aggressive political statement, but it needs to have a point of view. Hey, your point of view can be conservative. That's okay. 
It's your point of view, but you need to know where you stand and, and you need to reflect the values and bring the values to life. This morning I was seeing, uh, which is an, it, 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 it got my attention. This morning I was reading, a, reading an article about what brands have done uh, in the last few days about the protests. And, and there was a, a very, a, a very well written Nike a, a Instagram story, I believe, in which they are saying, "Don't do it." They are, asking, which is an interesting, an interesting. Instead of just do it, it's an interesting way of saying we're asking you now to don't do it, don't look the other side, don't stay silent. It's a very, very well written, quote unquote, ad asking people to to take a stand, etc. Very interesting. But then below that, there was a comment from Cindy Gallup. I'm, I'm sure you know who Cindy is. She has been advocating for, 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 for women's rights in advertising, the 3% conference, etc. And, and, and very, always a very opinionated and, and informed voice. And she's responding uh, to Nike saying, Nike, there's nobody in your board of directors uh, of color. Nobody. You have done your entire business based on the on the African American culture and basketball and and, and kind of that that kind of and and however and then you you do this ad however you have no real representation inside of the company. My point is, companies need to take a stand, but before doing this, the best stand that you take is to take action. Mm-hmm. And real action is not to write a beautiful copy. Real action is to bring change to the company. If after that you write a beautiful piece of copy, then you're going to be really acting what you're preaching. Sergio, where can people find out more about the uh, rest of the world and uh, the work that you're doing? Well, rest of the world, that agency, uh, that is the website of, of the agency. And uh, we are a, a, a small highly specialized agency that is trying to to help clients uh, do great marketing that at the same time is sensitive to to minority communities particularly the the hispanic community which is my passion yeah thank you so much for stopping by and and uh, sharing uh, your story and hopefully we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll speak again and um, and maybe uh, we'll we'll have uh, some of this figured out I certainly hope so. <laughs> I appreciate it, John. Congratulations on, on, on your show and thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye.